welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those that don't know, or if we've got anybody new from anywhere else in the world, each episode we take a topic that we don't know very much about, and we just give ourselves a week to read and research all about it, with the idea being that we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you, our listeners. Yes! That's exactly what we do. And so everyone knows this is just a summary of our findings. And we always say, Liam and I, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. But hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly right, Ollie. So let's get on with this week's topic, which is very timely. This week, we are learning all about Valentine's Day. Here we are then, Liam, talking about Valentine's Day this week. You big romantic. I think this was one that you were really keen on doing. Yeah, we we managed to forget this two years in a row. We said we'd do Valentine's Day and missed it twice. <laughs> this year we've managed to get it right. So uh, we, we've nearly been doing this for a while. Um, oh, yeah, I'm the most romantic person there is. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Nope. I do not celebrate Valentine's Day, if I'm honest. I, I, I reckon you do. You, you seem like the person that probably gets a card. <laughs> I no, I don't think we really do. I should probably double-check that, shouldn't I? It's one of those things to make sure that that is the case, uh, that we're agreed yeah. that we don't properly celebrate it. I think some people have an argument where they say, well, why is there one special day every year for doing for doing this? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm lovely all the time. I'm romantic all the time. But yeah, yeah. So we, we thought we'd so, look into it, didn't we? Like how and where and why is it come about? Yeah, as far as what I knew about Valentine's Day, I knew what probably everybody listening is uh, like roses, chocolates, shaped like a heart, uh, red everywhere, cards, romantic dinner, you know, that sort of like, that's yeah. it. But like the point of this is, like you just said, where did it come from? I think that's probably more than anything. Who's Valentine and wh- why are we celebrating yeah. this day all about whoever it is? And just to throw in there, yeah, also new, 14th of February. That's the date, isn't it? That's the, the key date. Oh, yeah, true. Let's get that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we were saying, so Valentine's Day is, is almost here. You might be listening to this and it's, it's, already, um, it's already just happened or just around. But we just thought we would do this just to give people a good idea about who or what or why it is. So it might well be people, you know, you're you're planning on getting some cards or planning on getting some chocolates or some flowers or something. But it's how how and why do we do that? Why is that the thing that's that's decided to be the gift? So we'll get onto that a little bit later. But we probably thought it'd be good to start with just trying to figure out who is St. Valentine? What is the history behind it? Yeah, who who is this this saint that we are celebrating? And it turns out that... We want another one of our episodes where nobody really knows. <laughs> Talk this up for another, you know, nobody knows how the pyramids were built. Nobody knows how paracetamol works. Like, we do- nobody knows why they're called the Oscars. We've done this a few times now. But yeah, we're at a point where there's two quite popular legends, if you like, about who this person might be, aren't there? There's sort of two people in history way yeah. back, like 200 AD. So, or like 1800 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, who 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 definitely did exist, and we we they think might be the actual Valentine. Yeah, and it's it's all as you say, it's all shrouded in a little bit of mystery, and it's centered around Christians and Roman tradition. 
going back a long time. And these these two potential people that we're talking about, there's at least two. The two of them, they were both martyred, these people who were who were Valentines. And that means that they were killed because of either their, their religious or political beliefs back yep. in the day. And one of the legends has it that there was a priest called Valentine who this was during a time in Rome under the Emperor Claudius II. And Emperor Claudius, he decided that single men, they made much better soldiers yeah. if they were than being married or having families. Yep. So he outlawed young men getting married. But there was a, a priest called Valentine. He didn't quite agree with this. And he knew that young people still wanted to be getting married. So he actually carried on conducting marriages for people but claudius found out and decided to put him to death didn't he yeah so he was killed so there's one story the other story goes that there was a different valentine who was also a priest and he uh he was imprisoned for his christian beliefs so he was he wasn't killed he was he was put in jail Story goes that he befriended his jailer, his uh, like prison guard. His name was Asterius, apparently. And he actually healed the daughter of his jailer. She was blind and he made it so that she could see. He was then eventually executed. But before he was executed, he wrote a letter to her saying, from your Valentine, which we think might have established the, uh, the idea of giving love letters to people. But again... Is that story true? There is a rumor that they a thought that they might be the same person. Yeah, yeah, because they're from sort of similar times, aren't we? So we're yeah. We're, yeah. So we're talking about it being, yeah, back in the Roman times, and the death of these or this one or these two priests called Valentine was around two seventy A.D. Yep. So. Yeah, 2000, 2000 years ago. And it's all all a little bit murky, not very clear which one of these it might be. But just where you were saying about that from your Valentine, that's an expression that's still used today. So if that is true, that's pretty cool that yeah. that letter that that Valentine wrote to yeah. the jailer's daughter has stood the test of time. Um, yeah, may, maybe a bit of a, a romantic story. But yeah, so we were saying it was 270 AD and then that was when the the Valentine people named Valentine died, but it didn't instantly just become Valentine's Day, did it? From two seventy? No, 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 no. It was a long time. It was another maybe two, at least two hundred years. Four hundred and ninety six A.D. So now we are, you know, we've jumped forward in time. Pope, I get this wrong. Gelasius, Gelasius. Nice. I don't suppose it's Gelasius. Anyway, he declared February the fourteenth to be St. Valentine's Day in 496. And the reason he did this is because there was a pagan festival called Lupercalia. And we learned before how the Romans and the Christians would, would um, what's the word? Like they would, they would re-engineer what was a pagan festival and turn it into a Christian thing, wouldn't they? Yeah, they um, didn't like it, did they? No, so they didn't like this other festival that was happening around February 14th. And they, they basically took it over and called it St. Valentine's Day. Is it worth saying as well? I think we've learned this before about dates being in the diary and all of these events and things that people used to look forward to. There were 
things put in because there weren't calendars properly back then, was there? Yeah, yeah, it was like by name of day, like the day St. Valentine's Day is coming up and they would go by sort of like, that's why there was loads of them. Yeah, they, they had loads of saints, didn't they? And loads of days that they'd then remember of different people for different reasons yeah. to sort of try and help keep people on track. But yeah, this this Lupercali, Lupercalia sounds like a bonkers festival that the pagans used to have back in the day. It was it was absolutely nuts. Shall I? Yeah, let, but, let's name, go, back, go back in time another 900 years, 6th century BC. Like, what's that like? Yeah, 500 or 600, minus 500 or minus 600, something. Yeah. Yeah. So so this pagan festival, what they used to have, they used to hold it between the 13th and the 15th of February, this Lupercalia. And what they would do is the men, they would sacrifice a goat and a dog. And then what they would do is they would then <laughs> get the hides of those animals. So they would skin the animals and turn them into whips and then they would whip the women who were who were watching and who were <laughs> who were there at the festival because it was believed by doing this by whipping them with the hides of this goat and this dog that it would then make them fertile yeah that's basically it yeah and then there were stories of like the men would be running around naked doing this uh and then there are bits like women would put their name in a big urn in the middle or, or and they, they put their names on like clay on like bits of clay and people, the men would draw a name out at random and then they would win the lottery and they they they'd get this woman and then she would be with him for the festival and sometimes longer than the festival yeah. and sometimes they get married and it like like it had this sort of like it, I don't know it sounds weird doesn't it but it's sort of like it's linked to love and like I mean a bit of a straight in a strange way I guess yeah uh, I mean. Yeah, apparently, yeah, they were all very drunk at the time when they were doing this as well. Very drunk and very naked is, is what I read. But it sounds bonkers. Like, the, who was the first person that said, hey, Dave, you know what? If we skin that goat and that dog, <laughs> turn it into a whip and then hit the women with it, that'll make them more yeah. fertile. But I know that'll work. That'll make them more fertile. Like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> so this festival's happening. It's a pagan festival and the Christians, it's happening every year, like you said, between the 13th and the 15th of February. And yeah, the the, uh, the Christians sort of, the Pope replaced it, if you like, and said, right, from now on, February 14th is now going to be St. Valentine's Day and not this Lupercalia festival. Because it, that Lupercalia is unchristian. It, it is <laughs> in, in line with what we believe. So we, we've got this day then, we've got this day established in the calendar. 14th of Feb, but it's still not even over many, 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 many more years, hundreds and hundreds of years, isn't really a, a day associated with love at all. No, not in the same way that we think of it now, is yeah. it? It's just, it was just a day in the calendar. And then one of the very first times it was ever sort of mentioned as being anything to do with like a celebration of love was in the very late 1300s, thir about 1380 something. Geoffrey Chaucer wrote a very famous poem and uh, it was called The Parliament of Fowls and he was the first person to mention anything to do with love and Valentine's, right? Yeah, fowls as in birds. So it's yeah. like that's, um, that's the meaning of it. And it, I did get a couple of different dates for when that poem 
originally came out. So I don't know. I thirteen seventy five as well. So maybe that was when he started writing it, and maybe when he then perfected okay. it. But it was it was a pretty big deal. This piece of writing, and within there, he was talking about birds and a lot of poetry as we learned back then. You were observing what was around you, and there was a line in there where he said, "For this was sent on Saint Valentine's Day." when every fowl cometh there to choose his mate. And that's where he's just talking about observing birds in the parks and fields and what have you, where they then come together and they then choose their mate and then they they get together. But it's a pretty significant poem, this, isn't it? Yeah, so he's the first person to mention anything to do with love linked to Valentine's Day being on the 14th. But that's because birds would would mate around that time because it's spring or spring is in the air, right? Yeah. So like the two things sort of were linked by time and he spotted that, mentioned it. And then that's sort of the first time, I guess. That poem, by the way, 699 lines long, not words, lines. Yeah. Wow. I, I searched it up. I, I went on to chat GPT and I said, write me out the poem. It just kept going. And if you've ever been on there, it just kept generating. It just did not stop. Chaucer's <laughs> uh, yeah, contributed to our language, though, hasn't he? More than just coming up with or, or linking Valentine's Day to love or being romantic. He's actually yeah. done more than that for us. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So he's actually he's credited with being the first person to mention over 2,000 different words. You know, when we do our um, etymology of words, I'm surprised yeah. we haven't come across him yet and gone, this, this guy did it in a poem. So just three of the words that we will know that he is credited as inventing, Twitter, yeah, which is pretty cool. I guess he's probably talking about a bird, right? The bird is Twittering or I don't know, something like that, I guess. Uh, the word galaxy and the word magician. He is, they're just three words that, that are, Credited to him. But yes, anyway, so... That's funny, the, isn't it? L l late 1300s, he's yeah. now linked Valentine's Day to love, although it, yeah. albeit with birds, but he's now done that, like, explicitly. That's right. And so it then, it then moves forward, not too much further, but just talking about the oldest known Valentine's Day card or note or letter that's yeah. still in existence today. And that was a, a poem that was written in 1415 by yep. Charles, the Duke of Orleans. And he sent it to his wife while he was in prison in the Tower of London. Uh, and he got captured during the Battle of Agincourt. And yep. he, he wrote this letter to her. And it, you can still see it today. I think it's still visible. Uh, I think it's still kept there today where you can actually go and have a look and see see what, what this note was that he wrote. Do you know what he wrote? He wrote, I am... Already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine, was one of the lines. Wow. Apparently he wrote it to her when he was 21 years old and he didn't get out of prison for another 20 years. Oh, mate. He shouldn't have, shouldn't have gone to prison then, should he? What no. did he do? No. <laughs> Controversial. But that's when, that's when we've got this idea then. I know we said that the very, very, going back to, you know, very, very early days of St. Valentine writing a letter and saying from your Valentine. But this is from here on in from where did I just say? I just said the 14, 15, 15 sort of it's more common that people then start to just give little tokens of affection or handwritten notes as we're going yeah. through the centuries a little bit more. Yeah. And it gets a little bit more popular on this day that you'll just show, you know, just a small indication of some affection to somebody.
Yeah, like you were saying, and at this point, it's more like a it tr- traditionally would have been like a poem. Much it wouldn't have been like a box of chocolates or flowers or a card at this point. This is just Valentine's Day is now linked to love a little bit. And then, do you know any good roses or red poems? No, but I feel like I should have now. Should we? Like in the wrap up, I'll give you a few. All right, okay. I'll have a few good, some good ones. All right, we'll do some. We'll do some in the wrap up episode at the end okay. of the series. Um. So we jump forwards. So that's fourteen, fifteen. If you jump forwards another four hundred years before anything significant happens, so at this point it's sort of poems are going. You end up in eighteen forty, and a lady called Esther A. Howland played a pretty important role, didn't she, in what is now what we know, like nearly two hundred years ago, uh, actual Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's pretty good. She sort of came up with the idea of being able to mass produce a card. So she was making she was making cards that people could then buy to then send to their loved ones or people that they wanted to um to to let them know about. And they were quite intricate. They had you know lace on them and they were you know very pretty cards that that they were being made. But what really changed the game was that she'd managed to work out a way of reducing the cost so with the production line that she put in place, reducing it from about a dollar a card, which was pretty expensive back then, to about five cents. So it it was then it meant it could be bought by lots and lots of people as a token. Yeah. It wasn't an expensive thing to do. It was um, you know accessible of loads and loads of people. Yeah, and that and that is yeah. So that's eighteen forty, and that is when when cards as we send cards nowadays. That's when it started. And then not a lot long after that, uh, a guy called Richard Cadbury. I don't know if anyone's heard of Cadbury's chocolate. It's a pretty big deal in England. He sort of got on board, didn't he? And he released the first heart-shaped Valentine's Day chocolate box. What a good idea. Yeah, but it's only 20 years later. So it's now 1861. And uh, yeah, it released that. And that's and then... You know, people started buying chocolate. Chocolate becomes a thing. Yeah. I was looking into, because of that heart-shaped box and just hearts, like, why have we got hearts everywhere? Why is it that, like, the heart is the symbol of love? And this is something that, that goes way, way back. This goes back to the Egyptians. And that was where we believed that the heart was the most important organ in the body. So okay. they didn't realize like the brain, like the importance of the brain back then. But that's where the heart was the most important. That's where all the emotions were held as well, like keeping you alive. And so that's why we've decided as I'm drawing it with nobody owned to see this, like the heart shape, because <laughs> that looks like the shape of your heart rather than like a, a squiggly line <laughs> circle, Lovely. which would be your yeah. brain or something. So, yeah, it, it goes back to the, the Egyptians. They just believing that the heart was the most important organ in the body. Um, what about roses and like flowers and things? So we've talked about like chocolates and cards. Where'd that come from? Because that was another thing Like I go, I was like when I'm messaging things to look at this week and I texted yeah. you and I said, chocolates, roses, uh, ch- chocolates, roses, cards. Well, we've done cards and chocolate. What about flowers? Why do we ever do that? Flowers go go back a little bit as well, but it was, it was the Victorians that probably got it popular and they were the yeah. ones that then started sending red roses as a sign of romance. Yeah, roses. So roses have been linked to love for forever. Ancient Greek times, Aphrodite's always surrounded by roses. Christians, um, Virgin Mary's often depicted with roses. Like roses have been a link 
to love for uh, for a long time, but it was the Victorians who started the giving of flowers to people. Yeah. Yeah. The language of flowers is known as floriography, Ooh. which is like something to do. I think it's to do with giving flowers and like the link between their colors and their meanings and things like that. Floriography. Um, That's a yeah, good word. So, so they... They started doing that. And then, yeah, now we do that now. 250 million roses are apparently given on Valentine's Day throughout the world. That is bonkers, isn't it? It's, and it's the florist busiest day of the year, which probably isn't a surprise. But if you're a florist now, you can probably, um, yeah, let us know if, if that is the case or not. 250 million roses. Wow. That's a lot. What about um, just talking about like iconography? I think that's the right word to do with like, that's the right word, isn't it? I like uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Do a Valentine's Day. What about Cupid? That's another one. Like, why is Cupid all around the place? Yeah, Cupid is now synonymous of that symbol or person of love. And this has had a little bit of a change over the years. I think when we when we did our Greek mythology episode, we we might have stumbled into a little bit of this back then. And it all gets into a territory where I'm not really very comfortable with the whole Greek mythology. It's all a little bit, all a little bit confusing for me. All a bit too much of a sitcom that I can't really follow um, too much. But no, so, so what happened was, so you had the Greek gods that were in place at the time. And the Greek god Eros was the one who had a bow and arrow. And he would either fire an arrow that would make somebody fall in love with someone or he could fire an arrow and hit somebody which would then make them hate them and there was there's a story of eros where he then fires an arrow at somebody which then makes them fall in love but fires an arrow at somebody else which then makes them hate that person and so it's there's a a moral to that story that was in there anyway so you had the greeks then the romans then came along and again they wanted to change from Eros, they didn't want to have these these Greek um, gods, so they then changed it from Eros to Cupid. Cupid at that time, when the Romans changed it, was still quite like a like a a man, like a young man, muscular, yeah, okay. like quite yeah. handsome. But then, just over time and over over the years, it seems to have just changed into this cherub, this baby, yeah, and flying like a winged baby in all all essence so it's it is sort of linked and it's linked to greek god of eros like having love creating abilities but that actual imagery of cupid has changed over the years from what it actually was yeah and it's only it's only ended up with valentine's day just because of the fact cupid was linked to love not that's right not because it's got re- any real link to valentine's per se just you know we know cupid as being this lovely uh, the symbol of love and uh, well, Valentine's Day is all about love, so Cupid must be part of it a little bit. But yeah, that's there's no direct link, I don't think. No, no, there isn't. Um, so they make a lot of money though, don't they? Selling all these chocolates and cards and roses and things like that. Like it's a big deal. Like uh, another thing I sent you was like the commercial aspect. How much money is made doing this? Because it must be bonkers. It's it is mind blowing the amount of money that gets spent. Um on this like i know in america it's like a holiday it's you don't take time off but it's like a holiday celebration and it's yeah it's um the, you know the recognized day am i right in saying america they spent 23.9 billion in 2022 yeah 25.9 billion in 2023 
20, basically 26 billion billion dollars. They reckon it was about 200 dollars per person that, that spent money on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And they reckon it was more than 50% of all consumer aged people would buy something for Valentine's Day. And the average spend is nearly $200. So if you're thinking, then that's, you know, that's, that's cards, chocolates, but then it's diamonds as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a super popular day for people to get engaged on. And as we know, when we did the diamonds episode, it was De Beers, yeah. wasn't it? Who got it? Was it De Beers? Who yeah. did the marketing to say, well, if you're going to engage, if you're going to get engaged to one, you have to give them a diamond. Yeah. 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 Quote all that one in. Go back and listen to our diamonds episode. That was quite interesting, actually, that one. I like that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they make a lot of money. Uh, how many cards they sell? 145 million Valentine's Day cards, Hallmark estimate, to be sold around the world. And I, I read this. I read this as well a few times. I don't know if it's just like one of those self-petuating ones. That can go up to 190 million cards that are exchanged if you include all the ones that children send to each other and to their teachers and <laughs> apparently yeah this this could be good have you ever received a valentine's day card apparently teachers receive the most valentine's day cards i teach in a secondary school where the kids are between 11 and 18 years old there is no way any of them are sending me a valentine's day card that you never know be... you never know you might get one this year right well now i've done the episode we do have a lot of listeners to be fair so if one of them listens to this, feel free to just drop one on my desk <laughs> and I'll mention it in our wrap up episode. Um, yeah, uh, it's not weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, different countries go go in for different um, different levels of getting in, involved in this. Like Hong Kong is really on it. They're they're right up there as being one of the biggest spenders per person. Um, OK on it as well so if you trans i've got the table here so i've said got the uk is 96 euros per person hong kong is 92 ireland's 92 um italy's 84 euros but yeah so hong kong is really high up there probably higher than what most people might think initially so brings us nicely actually so is it celebrated everywhere like, yeah, is it was, worldwide? Is it, uh, is it essentially the whole world celebrates this? I was wondering this. I was wondering if it is. And this hadn't properly crossed my mind. But no, it's not. And even in some countries, it's actually banned. Oh, wow. So, so it's banned in Indonesia, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. And that's wow. due to beliefs that the, the day, the day that you're celebrating conflicts with Islamic culture. Okay. Apparently. So again, coming coming back down to um like the origins of it being sort of pagan and then Christian to come yeah. with. But I don't think we really think of it like that nowadays. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure if you were to ask a lot of people, you know, what are the links to Christianity, they they wouldn't really be too sure about it. It's much no, more no, of a commercial day, isn't it? Yeah. Than, yeah, than totally. Now. But it, it is celebrated in a lot of other countries around the world. Have you got any anywhere it is celebrated? Yeah, so it's celebrated pretty much the same everywhere, essentially. Uh, it's all got different names, though. Do you want to know what it's called in Italy? Yeah, they do celebrate on. it. It's called La Festa degli Immamorati. Oh, beautiful. The, the Feast of Lovers. Uh, so, yeah, they do the same thing. They actually have that tradition, you know, where they um padlock things that... They padlock onto like bridges and things. They love 
So you write on your padlock, padlock it, and then launch the key into the water. Like that's where that came from. That's uh, from oh, Italy. What, so is that where? So you get a padlock, and then we would write like Ollie and Liam, then we padlock <laughs> it to the to the bridge. Yeah, and we would throw away the key, so it's forever yeah. on there that we're yeah, locked me in. and you. Yeah, we would. That's what we would do. Hundred. Nice. Uh, do you know what it's called in Brazil? I'll go on then. <clears throat> Dia dos namorados. Go on, just do do that one more time. If anybody else wanted to enjoy that again, anyone from Brazil or what is what's the Brazil language? Portuguese is it? I don't know what it is. Anyway, here we go. Dia dos namorados. Lovely. What does that I mean? I feel like I should. I was trying to flick my hair that I haven't got. It's, it means Lovers' Day. They actually celebrate on June the twelfth, though. But essentially, the same thing happens. They do celebrate it. Got any examples of anywhere around the world with like a? You want to try and uh, speak a different language like me? Um, yeah, it could do. So Scandinavia, they have it there. Where in Sweden, it's called Allahartensdag, which means All Hearts Day which is quite nice. And okay. then there's, there's a couple of other countries. So, for instance, um, it started off as a very, obviously, European. We're talking about the Romans bringing this to us, um, but it has spread around the world. But I hadn't realised, so it didn't get introduced into India until about 1992. Oh, wow. And that was because of, like, westernization in terms of TV channels then going yeah, into okay. India, like the, like the likes of MTV or, you know, radio being played over there much more than what it was. And so it was around for a little bit in India, but then again, more so going down the religious route, it's sort of been squashed and doesn't really happen anymore. But if you think 1992, what was that? That was only 30 years ago. Yeah. Where it got introduced, but it's it's not really caught on. There's a, there's a part of in India where they're trying to make the 14th of February as cow hug day so they want to <laughs> to uh, where where you look after your cow and you, you make it cow hug day instead but yeah there are some other different ones aren't there sort of yeah japan japan yeah japan's got japan and uh, south korea have a like a sort of a different so they have valentine's day february 14th then they have a day on march the 14th exactly a month later known as white day which is where those who received the gift will reciprocate their gift so if I give you a Valentine's Day card on Valentine's Day, a month later on White Day, I would be expecting you to then give me a gift to like complete uh, the cycle yeah. of, of love, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, I Googled, why is it called White Day? And it's called White Day because the color white is considered a symbol of purity and is closely associated with an innocent kind of teen love in Japanese culture. That's nice. It's like just an innocent sort of thing. So White Day. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Um, so that th there well, are loads of people that celebrate it around the world, super commercial, but sort of, as we said at the beginning, there are a bunch of people who don't celebrate it or they decide that it isn't something that they want to do as a couple. Or there are some people where they're just not in a position to celebrate it. And so they yeah. celebrate it in a different way. And one of them yeah. is around uh, giving your dog and cats Valentine's yeah. Day gifts. Yeah. Yeah, this this blew my mind a little bit. So apparently last year, no, sorry, in 2021, more than 72 million Americans bought Valentine's Day gifts for their dogs and cats. And they spent uh, 2.14 billion worth of dollars. 
They spent wow. over $2 billion on dogs and cats. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I, I haven't got any dogs or cats, so I can't, I can't believe and understand what that feels like, but that's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> then other people, you've got the Singles Awareness Day. Yeah, isn't that, is that the next day? Is that 15th? That's it. So on the on the 15th of February each year, and it's like another unofficial day where single people or people are not married or not in romantic relationships, they just celebrate that they're happy in who they are and what they do and that they don't necessarily need to conform and go along with Valentine's Day. And similarly to that, we mentioned White Day. Would you believe South Korea have Black Day? And Black Day is two months after Valentine's Day. So you have Valentine's Day on the 14th of February. You have White Day on the 14th of March, which is where you reciprocate. You have Black Day on the 14th of April, which is where those who don't have, you know, the single people who are not celebrating, they gather and they eat black bean paste noodles to symbolize their solidarity with one another for being single. Black Day, April 14th. Other people that aren't so keen on it, they they refer to it as a Hallmark holiday. Yeah, okay. So as in super commercialized. Yeah, like, exactly. Much. And it's it's sort of going like one of those days. Like, is it really needed? Do you really need to um, commemorate or have this as a tradition that that you then celebrate? And so, Hallmark holidays for those people that don't know. So Hallmark is a card maker, massive American card maker, but they term valentine's day is a hallmark holiday sometimes because it seems that hallmark have come up with these other days like friendship day grandparent day bosses yeah. day nurses day sisters day like a load of random days in there just to try okay. and sell more cards yeah why not why not if they can uh, get a little piece of the valentine's day pie that's big money like we said um talking about cards and things you know that back in the day when cards were just sort of kicking off, you could get something called a vinegar valentine. Okay. Did you read What's that? A vinegar valentine. It's basically a horrible card. You'd get a card and it would be to tell people something that you didn't want to say to their face. It literally would be something like, you've got a big nose. You're a bit of an oaf when you're drunk. Really? Uh, you might have an alcohol problem. Everybody thinks you're an ignorant lout. And you'd get a card that would say that. This is like in the 18, sort of 40s and 50s. Um, they, they were supposed to be mocking or comic, but they were started to become quite insulting. Oh, really? Yeah, just a bit, bit too personal, were they? Basically, trolling back in the day when that's what it had been. You know, you've got a secret card come through your door and it says, oh, everybody thinks you stink. Oh, right, thanks. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, there, you know, some issues of people possibly committing suicide and going into depression and things because of it. Uh, but yeah, wow. they were known as Vinegar Valentines. And then they just yeah. fell by the wayside, did they? People are thinking, yeah, yeah. it's probably not a good yeah, idea. There were, there were ones that said things like, you know, uh, you've been engaging in excessive public di- displays of affection. Like, you know, you've yeah. been cuddling your mum. Cuddling your mum. <laughs> Maybe, you Maybe you've been cuddling your mum. <laughs> cuddling your girlfriend too much. <laughs> so I, I think it sort of like wraps up the main parts yeah. really about about Valentine's Day and I I know we said it a couple of times there it's gone so much more commercialized now and that's like been validated by us doing some of this research and even more so so it's now no longer in the Christian calendar Valentine's okay. Day so it was right. 
it was removed because there was so little known about the patron saints. Yeah. And and like who who they were in a Christian way. So it's not actually no longer within the um within the Christian calendar, but it's gone way, way more commercialized. Which is which is born out of the fact that we can't find out much about Valentine. Yes. Also, if you notice, you know, when you go into shops and things, it doesn't say Saint Valentine's Day. The saint is never on it. It's just it's Valentine's Day. Yes, isn't it? They never, they never mention that um, anymore. Um, yeah, you know, it might be people listening didn't even realize it was Saint Valentine's Day. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't think of that when we started. Could have said that at the start. Yeah, definitely. But to give us a two guys one topic takeaway, have you got anything that you just want to share? Just quickly, I wanted to find out why. I found a, an interesting thing about why we put an X as a kiss. Oh, yeah, so okay. Little nugget of knowledge for you. Why we put an X. So an X was linked to like the cross of Christianity for a long time, which made it quite a sacred thing. And you would sign off a document with a cross to say like, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is my words. I, I, I'm, this is my oath. What I say in this document is true. But then what they would do is as a sign of their oath and as a sign of meaning it, they would then kiss the cross on the on the document. OK. And then eventually it became, you know, that whole sealed with a kiss like, yeah, have you sealed this with a kiss? Have you? And then eventually the, the cross that was the Christian cross, if you like, sort of turned on its side and became an X as we know it. And it became a kiss. Because Brilliant. It just went from there. there you go. 30 seconds. Remember that story. That's where we got kisses from. That's a good one. My yeah, one, on. <laughs> mine was a little bit off the wall this week. It's about my, so my two guys, one topic takeaway is about mass weddings. So you, okay. you got, um, got the situation you know, around the world where, where people want to get married, but it's too expensive for them to be able to do so. And so the idea that you can have mass weddings where you sort of all like club together, or sometimes the government authorities might put them on in different parts of the world. And so you can end up having your wedding day on Valentine's Day on the 14th of February with hundreds of other people. So, for instance, last year in Mexico, there were 660 couples that tied the knot on Valentine's Day last year in mass weddings. Nicaragua, they claim that they've had 10,000 couples get married in mass wedding ceremonies. Um, and it's yeah, just to allow more and more people to get married and then linking that to being on Valentine's Day with it being, as we now call it, a romantic day. So, yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah, I like that one. That, that actually brings me to a fact I forgot to say. 15% of all proposals, apparently, take place on Valentine's Day. 15. Yes. Three out of every 20. That's crazy, right? Mate, great episode. What a cool thing to learn. Like this will this every year this will come up now and I'll remember just a little bit about it, I think. I think my favorite thing is learn about Lupercalia, the crazy festival from back in the day where you whip a girl with a goat hide and a sheep hide and that would make her fertile. And then you draw her name out of a hat and she becomes your wife for the day <laughs> <laughs> or the week or the three day weekend. Like what a crazy thing. Like nice. Um, yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've learnt a little bit more about Valentine's Day and what it's all about. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Get in contact with us if you think there was something that we should have added in there. I'm more than happy to hear that as well. The best way to get in contact with us is on our social media, which is at Two Guys One Topic on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll be back with you 
with another episode next Tuesday. But until then, get out there and share some St. Valentine's Day knowledge.